You're listening to the Creatives Photography Podcast, an adventure into all things photography related. Here is your host, Kevin Pack. Hello, and welcome to today's show. Our guest today is another member of the Creatives Photography team. Uh, he's been with us from right at the beginning, um, and I'm glad to introduce to you all Steve Hayward. Can Hi, you say Kevin. hello, Steve? Yep. Uh, Hi, what, yeah, it's uh, great to have you here today. It's great to have, actually be able to talk to anybody at the moment in these rather weird times. Um, but today, we're just going to have a quick chat about yourself and your photography. Um, so let's start with how did you get into photography in the first place? Oh, um, I've been in and out of love for photography from a, a really early age. In fact, if you look at most of my family photographs, I'm not in many of them because I was the one always grabbing the camera. We had one of these old uh, Jody uh, Kodak extra, extra lights, the little slide mm. on small film ones. I can't quite replace them. I think we always had uh, Canon cameras in our household, so I can't really remember. It wasn't an SLR. It wasn't 35mm. It was a really small film on a a cartridge, and uh, it fitted into my pocket or my mum's handbag or anything like that, and you couldn't change lenses. But it was just... I just loved capturing people in, like, the candid moments, you know, the family. Um, I've got a picture which I've just been restoring, uh, from those old days. One is my mother lay on the beach laughing her head off as my brother's tickling her. And it, they, they just bring back some really fantastic memories. I mean, I didn't know it at the time I was taking them, but I'm so glad I took them. Um, so I, that's when I started really, really early age. And um, I then fell out of love with photography. Oh, it, my mother uh, passed away in her early 30s of cancer and somehow taking family pictures just... Um, there was nothing in it anymore. Um, so I didn't pick up a camera for years, but um, when I was at s- secondary school, I had an amazing art teacher and um, he got me into, oh, just doing all sorts with, you know, sketching, paints, uh, all sorts of different types of, uh, of art. My bedroom was full of sketches and paintings, but so uh, that stopped when I went to, to uni. I just had a little bit too much to do. And... Uh, I think it's probably in uni again, I picked up the camera. I, I used to do lots of walks in the countryside with uh, a crowd I fell in with. And uh, at first I, I borrowed a, an Olympus trip, 35 mil, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. From, from somebody and stuck a film in and I put a roller 24 in and go walking uh, in around Sheffield, uh, out in the country for the, the day and you know burn off 24 and uh, get them developed and see what I got. And it, uh, that really kicked the passion back in. But it wasn't for people photography then. It was more for, for landscapes. And that yeah, landscape- so, so that's a bit of change then, really, isn't it? So when you're first getting into photography, it was all about the family and uh, taking pictures of, uh, of, of people. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then when you got into it with uh, an, your Olympus trip then, it was actually more about, you know, places and, uh, and, and um Sort of the landscape around you, and did people feature in it at all, or was it just purely the landscapes? I think the only way people featured in it, Kevin, was um, I used to go a lot of the time initially with a group of people, so we'd all get on a bus in Sheffield, and you know, it, the, for a fair four p, you can get out into the, uh, the the hillside, 
and we just go walking all day, but we wouldn't feature anybody in the photo. So it was uh, all of stories of like, you're know, taking pictures of landscapes and then being spoiled by um, electricity pylons running through the, the scene. And, you know, we, we would pray to be able to try and get rid of the electricity pylons from our landscapes, which you can do now in Photoshop. But uh, but back then uh, on the old 35 mil film, uh, you couldn't. But um, yeah, it turned into a real major hobby for years. Even when I started working, um, I think a lot of my money went on camera gear. I then got a Minolta X700. And uh, I I took on the love of the countryside still. I mean, I was the guy- Were you you just uh, taking uh, the photos or uh, or were you developing them yourself? Or were you just sending them off to the lab and getting prints back or or slides? Or or, or how was that working? Initially, when I was at uni, I was just sending them to the lab. Um, When I started work, I- uh, the place I worked at first off had a photographic society and it's got its own black and white developing and printing uh, place and it's so Oh, cheap. that's really good. Yeah. So I, uh, I ended up becoming the chairman of the Works Photographic Society for a time. But I did a lot of black and white work, a lot of developing. I remember the old dodge and burning and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I, I really loved it, but it was all landscapes. And you know, I was a guy who'd be camping out on a hillside just to get the light at sunrise or you know get that sunset so um yeah i I got really into it and you know areas like scotland and the lakes and wales i I loved wales for uh, photography some beautiful places around there lots of early mornings and and late evenings as well then was it (laughs) absolutely and it was spurred on i think by the fact that um, i managed to sell one or two of my pictures Um, uh, yeah and that started by a friend of mine Uh, He showed some of my pictures to his parents and they said, look, you know, do you mind if we take this negative and uh, get it blown up? And they had a a big picture uh, framed on their living room wall. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. um, So, yeah. And then I think for myself, it was, um, you know, family comes along. uh, You end up working away to, to get the work in and stuff like that. I couldn't. I couldn't make photography pay. It was a serious hobby, but it couldn't really pay for a living to bring up a family for me. So uh, my landscape photography just went by the by for a while. And um, I always meant to pick it up again. The idea was when I get towards more retirement, I'll pick it up. Um, yeah. But but plans change, don't they? Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. And I, I know that uh, if you look at um, camera clubs, a lot of the camera clubs, when you see them, it's... Um predominantly people of us uh, an older generation shall we say which have got a little bit more time on their hands but i i, I do think though that uh, yeah, t- times have changed and obviously you have other um things which take up a lot of your free time but then i think in more modern times uh, getting into photography uh, has become a lot easier as well so you know with digital especially I think you're right, Kevin. I mean, for me, the, the thing which changed my plan again was uh, uh, I got quite ill some 11 years back. I, I got um, cancer stage four and uh, it made me kind of reassess my priorities. So I always said I would give the photography a really good go when I retired at like 60 odd or whatever the government, government's going to make it by the time I get to that age. But yeah, mid forties, I, I I got the cancer, and I thought, no, I I I'm going to take up the photography seriously after that. And 
because of the after effects of the treatment, I couldn't really do the hillside stuff camping out anymore. So, um, I, well, I think you know most of the rest of the history. I started getting involved with studio photography, got back to my initial love of taking pictures of people. And uh, we've now got that fabulous studio in the centre of Manchester. And uh, I love taking photographs of people, families. Okay, dokie. Um, I also think that it's been a bit of an odd year this year so obviously you know we were building up and you were getting back into your uh, studio photography and taking lots of pictures of people but then obviously 2020 happened <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so have you been able to take many pictures at all this year um i, I again I, because of the, the the medical side i've been shielding since march and not really been out of the out of doors a great deal so I've not been able to get back to the studio, unfortunately, but what I did do is we managed to get a couple of uh, holiday breaks in Wales when the schools were all back. And um, we chose really offbeat places, which I you know, and did some great landscape photography there, which uh, I really enjoyed. And for that, I took my, my smaller camera so I could walk a lot easier with that. Um, and I've been doing bits and bobs around the house. I've been actually doing some film work as well. So I've been getting more and more into film and I've put a few uh, stop motion films up and one or two other films up. Uh, and that's kind of spurred on. I also, just before the lockdown, started an MA in um, photography, film and animation. So that ah, right. spurred me on to, uh, to do more on the film and uh, animation side so yeah i've really enjoyed that hmm that does sound uh, quite interesting so <laughs> but uh, is that where you see yourself going in the future then doing more sort of um uh video work with uh, you know stop motion and things like that not really uh actually... is that just to fill the time is it while we can't get in the studio <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've never really seen myself as... People said to me years ago, Steve, you just got to get a style, stick to that style. People will know you for it in the photography. Just stick to that style. Uh, I've never really gotten into that, Kevin. I always like trying different things. And I think the filming and the uh, animation are just different things that I've been trying. I do think I will use the film and the animation uh, as I go forward. I did enjoy it. But... My passion is still people photography um, and I can't wait to getting back to doing more of my, do you know those style shoots that I do? The other yes, nostalgic yeah. uh, type shoots. So we did like a pre-Raphaelite uh, type work where we did the Gainsborough shoot at uh, that event at the studio and we were just about to do a Hollywood shoot uh, at the Absolutely, studio yeah, at an event. Yeah. So can't wait to get back into that. I think my passion is still shooting people and it's still the style shoots. Uh, that's still my yeah. passion. But well, that's it, actually, that actually brings me on to another question, actually. You said, uh, obviously, you've got two completely different ways of working here as well, because with your landscapes, uh, it's much more, you know, uh, okay, you're going out uh, with other people, but it, it, it's you, your vision, uh, working on an image yourself, and, and, it, and it's only only yourself. Whereas uh, a lot of your uh, work with uh, in the studio uh, for these very stylized shoots 
uh, that's very team orientated, isn't it? It's uh, you know, it will be you, a hair and makeup person, um, your wife with the uh, costumes, perhaps. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a completely different way of working, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, and it's a, 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 a way of working which I, I do love. Um, I mean, <clears throat> typically what I'll do is I'll have a number of images or styles in mind. And first off, because Wendy does a lot of the outfit styling, um, yeah. I'll discuss it with her and I'll talk it through. And you know, she'll say, well, yeah, okay, you know, I, I can do this, I can modify this dress this way and do that that way. And we need a headdress and I'll have a look out for this. And you know, a lot of the time the shoots that come about are normally about three, four months in the planning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it does really start with me and Wendy as a, a collaboration to start off with. And when the shoot starts to look to be feasible, I then reach out to, um, there's some people I love to work with on hair and makeup. And, uh, you know, we, we'll all get together. We'll, I'll share the ideas and they'll bounce a few ideas back. So that by the time we get into the studio, uh, we've had several discussions with my wife on the styling of the outfits, hair and makeup, and with a model as well on the types of poses that we're looking for. So it, it pretty much, you know, we're all on the same page by the time we get into the studio. But yeah. what always, always pleasantly surprises me is those unexpected events in the studio. You, you must have them. Oh, uh, absolutely. I said, yeah, it's, it's all right. Uh, you can plan as much as you like, but when you actually get there with the camera and the background and the outfits, then, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be things you haven't foreseen and uh, happy circumstances and, uh, you know, other things you can, you know, you think, oh, I like that, but maybe we'll just tweak it a little bit, you know. <laughs> absolutely. And so, some of them are just, oh my goodness, isn't that light fantastic over here? Let's go over mm. there and combine a bit of natural and, you know, uh, artificial light. Other times it's a case of, oh, do you know what? For some reason, this is not working. Um, let's just try something different. And, and I, I think having, like like you've got and a number of people got a number of years under the belt of um, shooting many different styles, mm. being a, able to be agile and to to think on your feet and come up with different ideas um it gives me a buzz i enjoy doing it yeah yeah which is the main thing because if, if you're not enjoying it why bother absolutely yeah life's too short yeah it's a case yeah. get out there and just enjoy it so uh, i completely agree and it's you know it, it's not just the shoot itself i do enjoy the post-processing and i know some people hate this uh but for me i just it's probably coming back to my artistic side of way back when and my good old art teacher I just, but, you, but having said that you okay you're very into your post-processing side but you're not using say the latest cutting software are you cutting edge software <laughs> no no uh i've I, I'm a man of principle. I, I, I'm stubborn okay. as well. Um, I, bought, <laughs> I bought Photoshop uh, and Lightroom probably about three to six months before they advertised they were going to uh, the cloud. And it's um, software pays you go. Um, so you know how expensive it was, uh, the standalone license. So yeah. I'm still using standalone Lightroom, standalone Photoshop. And... I enjoy it. It, 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 it does. I, I've got a lot of friends who are using the, the latest CC stuff, and they say, oh, yeah, just do DAs. Well, we don't have DAs on CS6. <laughs> um, so, but but you know, DAs, all it is, is another way of moving the curve. 
Um, yeah, I think basically all it is, it, it makes some steps quicker and easier, perhaps, by take, by automating them. But uh, you can probably do exactly the same things, but in a more manual process with uh, the more earlier software, perhaps. Oh, yeah. And, and I think what it's done is it's forced me to really get to understand what Photoshop is doing in the background. Yeah. So that when I do open the curves or um, curve adjustment layers, etc., I've got an idea of exactly what it's going to do. So if, if I want to create a look, I know which way I need to push stuff. Uh, and, and that's kind of, yeah, I, I do get a buzz from that. I, but I also use um, things like Painter. So, oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. So a lot of my old masters, Gainsborough type stuff, I've yeah. taken after doing the initial processing in Lightroom and then in Photoshop, my normal workflow <clears throat> is then to take it into Painter. And um, you know, on some of them, I will just maybe lightly paint in the background and not touch the model or the dress a great deal. Yeah. Uh, on others of them, what I'm, I'm working on at the moment is actually doing just shoot. creating a painting in painter right yeah so actually brushing it stroke by stroke you know as i did now i've got the time i, I can pick up the art side again um so yeah I, but you can't do that on all photos because it, it does take several hours uh, for an image to uh, to create a painting yeah yeah i'm not surprised yeah yeah, it's not going to be a quick process, is it? It's not, but like if, if it's if you said before, if it's something you enjoy doing, and it's something I do enjoy doing, it, it just takes that photography into the next level, and you know, actually turns it into like an oil painting, uh, digital oil yeah. painting. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's it's it's. Um... In fact, that's one of the things I'm hoping to explore in in some of these uh, podcasts is that what is photography to, you know, the the photographer, you know, because in some ways, you know, taking the picture is just one small step in the process. You've you've talked already about with yourself, you know, you've got um, all the time it takes in preparation before you even get into the studio. And it's the same for myself. You know, I've got the... uh, uh, I've been working on a, a cyberpunk thing now for al- almost two years, <laughs> which eventually will get a shot. But, uh, but about time, I've got very much to do with outfits, uh, the lighting especially, makeup especially, uh, and hair, um, which obviously is a bit more tricky at the moment with close contact. Uh, and once again, I will probably be shooting most of the day for it. And then I'll be choosing only maybe one image, maybe two images, and then spending hours and hours and hours in post-processing, adding in all the other elements and, you know, tweaking the photo to exactly how I want it. So, uh, you know, these are long-term projects. These aren't just things which, uh, you know, you, you come up with one day and, and maybe shoot the next and then put online the day after. Absolutely. <laughs> there are a lot of similarities between your, you know, absolutely fantastic cosplay um, art that you produce and the old masters nostalgic type photographs that i produce that yeah. portraiture um you know the as you say the the planning the outfits the accessories the makeup uh, the hair the backdrops the lighting and and you know it, that's all even before you pick the camera up yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely right yeah. yeah 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 the actual the actual taking the pictures is is the uh the, I would say, easiest part of a process. <laughs> it's certainly the quickest. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and as you say, like yourself, I'll only end up picking a, a handful of images to take forward because the post-processing, 
Um, the way I like to do it, like yourself, is I like to concentrate a bit of time on a few images to create something which takes it to a different level of art. Um, yes, yeah. But you know, the, the beauty of this photography is there are so many different genres and so many different aspects to it. I think that almost anybody could pick up a camera and find something that excites them. You know, Absolutely, yeah. And, and a lot of the techniques are quite easy to read across so you know when i was doing my landscape photography a lot of the work would be up front on understanding the locations where i wanted to be what time of day what i wanted the weather to be like uh doing checks up front for sunsets and high pressure low pressure so a lot of the prep goes into it then you've got to be patient to get your shot um, and then once you've got your shot, it, it doesn't end there, especially with um, DSLR. You know, once you get that raw image, um, I was really surprised the first time I switched from film to raw. I got the raw images up on my computer. And I thought, yeah, they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely terrible. And then you, got to, you get to understand that you need to do a certain amount of post-processing to really bring them out. And then. We are, I think the realization for me was you can do that post-processing to make your images look like they would have done on 35mm film. Yes. And that's yeah. great. But you can then take it further and do so much more with it. And yeah, I can even get rid of that pylon now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you, so I know you've been doing a little bit more uh, uh, landscapes this year with the um, um, situation with uh, COVID. But do, do you see yourself... Uh, doing more of that in the future or do you think once you uh, are able to go back into the studio it will be uh, mostly studio based work again and you you know you'll just be taking pictures out in the country when you've got a, a break and you're on holiday or something uh very interesting question i would love to actually now that i've gotten back into over the last 10 years taking photographs of people again i would love to combine the two taking photographs mm. of people in the landscape yeah um i cannot see myself giving up the studio work though because i love that too much yeah and um i cannot see myself going wholly maybe do some of the especially some of the old master stuff more on location as well yeah yeah i, I think i, I took a, a picture um oh dear was it a year or two ago now which was uh, a, a chap all dressed up in sort of um I think it was uh, Edwardian uh, gear outside a, a, a house, um, and you know it's it's those sort of, and and you get these uh, people who are sort of in reenactment gear, you know, or you know, or Georgian or Victorian, uh, and you put if you can find a you know um, suitable landscape for them where they fit into the surroundings, and it's not just full of you know modern cars or something in the background. <laughs> there can be you know it, it can add to the image, can't it? Oh, absolutely. It, it can really, it, it adds a certain sense of authenticity to it. And mm. um, I think especially now when you're able to take that digital image, that raw image, and you can edit it in a way which if you wanted to, you can make it look like a, 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 you know, an old plate uh, image. Or if you wanted to, you could just take it to the other extreme and just make it look so avant-garde, arty that you know, the, the choices are just endless they really are in fact I think that's probably the biggest issue now I think as a photographer that we have isn't 
the technology because in the past it used to be dodging and burning could only get you so far yeah um and if you were taking photos in a high dynamic uh, range area so the image had high dynamics very light uh, sky very dark rocks etc you had to sacrifice something and when you sacrificed it you you really couldn't uh see what you got until you got back to to develop it yeah. um whereas now you can bracket umpteen images see them on the back of your camera um and produce that perfect image um you know, straight away so it's not the technology that limits us now i think it's our imagination yeah that's a very good point yeah yeah well i'm talking about that where do you get your inspiration for your shoots I'll, oh so many places so uh if anybody hasn't found it, they need to get into Pinterest. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I'll tell you a story uh, one day about the fact that I'm banned from Pinterest, but uh, we'll oh. leave that for another time. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know that came in. But no, I, I, I love Pinterest. I think that's fantastic. Um, what I also do is, because a lot of mine is more nostalgic stuff, I do love yeah. looking at the old oil paintings, the old masters, uh, particularly... Uh, inspired by the pre-Raphaelite era but then equally uh, I like looking at what a number of modern photographers have, have been doing okay so you know straight portraiture you know um, yeah, there's lots of people out there um, on black and white I, I don't think there's many better than, than Helmut Newton at the moment I mean no. Helmut was just no. Oh, yeah, I must admit, he's one of my main uh, sources of inspiration is Helmut Newton. Uh, uh, but e- equally, you know, modern uh, photographers for ideas, um, you know, Miss Anelia, Brooke Shade, Brooke Shade, I love her work. Absolutely oh, yeah. Amazing. yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of it is uh, using the composition of Photoshop and um, using Photoshop to its full extent when you, you look at her work. And that's kind of... I think inspired me to push my knowledge of Photoshop further because you know once you do as you said you know I love being there getting out onto location and taking a nice backdrop but you can't always do that but you can still create that image by shooting in the studio and then masking out the model and then taking a backdrop and putting that in at a different layer um, and then you know trying to skillfully blend those two layers together um, yes, yeah. And yeah, it, it's it's a passion, uh, and, yeah. I, and I think the more and more I get into it, the more and more passionate I'm finding about it. And I think more recently, part of my inspiration was actually when I started the MA. And oh, that's the thing I was going to talk about because you have actually not just if you go back before the MA, you have actually tried to do some, uh, or not tried to do, you have done uh, some formal education in, into photography as well, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I I started out by going on lots of little workshops that were given by people. So um, I, I I when I got into digital, I started shooting Olympus, and Olympus used to do these Olympus days with the likes of Damien McGillicuddy and various other people. Andrew, oh, yeah. Wilson, do you remember Andrew? So uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been on both Andrew and uh, Damien's. Uh workshops in the past they're, yeah. they're brilliant guys and Andrew's going to be solely solely missed he was fantastic he was a yeah, one yeah, person really. as well um, and so I went on a number of those I started to get into fashion work probably about 
2013, something like that. And I, I went to the University of the Arts London to do fashion photography in 2015. And uh, that was good. Met some really good, cool people, got some great ideas from, uh, from that. And I, as it turned out, I shot Paris Fashion Week in 2015 and got must have been amazing i'd imagine yeah amazing it it wasn't quite the experience i was expecting Uh, right okay i I don't think my legs have been the same ever since (laughs) (laughs) you're literally kneeling in the pit for like an hour before the um the the, the catwalk begins well yeah i think you you know i've done a lot of catwalks over years and uh, that's one of the reasons i stopped shooting on dslrs (laughs) it was just too heavy in the end holding up for so many hours at a time uh, yeah, yeah, I know it, it, it really was. Um, so th- that was good, and um, I got some work published from that in the uh, the various international magazines, which was kind of cool. Um, and I think part of that was because, as well as shooting the catwalk, I shot the models in and around Paris with the same outfits on. That's a fantastic so, opportunity, that is, isn't it? Well, I, I went and said I, it was one of these things where uh, a designer asked me to. Um, do the official photography for her but it was a collaboration it's, you know we, we get a lot of those in the industry don't we and I'd never done Paris before so I said yep yeah, love to why not uh, but my condition is that I get to shoot the models in the outfits in and around Paris as well as the catwalk he said yeah never thought of that why not so so we did because uh, there's lots of downtime during the day Yeah. yeah. so uh, we did that and we kind of submitted the uh, the images together of catwalk and you know the louvre and you know champs-elysees and a little parisian cafe that type of stuff and uh, they, they got picked up which was cool so so that was good so um i i then moved uh, away from the london scene back up to manchester and it's a very different fashion scene in manchester than london yeah. um you know I, I could get paid work in london um it's not as easy in Manchester, you know, even a lot of the big players in Manchester want you to collaborate rather than get paid. Yeah. And yeah. as you know, it's a case of you'll buy then photography will become my job um, because I, I had to give up my old profession because of the uh, the, the cancer. Um, yes. Yeah. And you know, it don't pay the bills doing all collaboration, and I still will collaborate, but only on certain projects. I still got to, to think about bringing a bit of money in every sort absolutely yeah yeah uh, and then yeah i, I um before the ma i started with damien i luckily got accepted on to his uh, mentor me on steroids program yeah how, how does that work out then because obviously you know um uh, there's one thing going to workshops and there's another thing being on a on a on a particular course with say uh, a university or something but then mentoring is, is is a different thing again isn't it oh I, I, absolutely it's it, um I, and they've, they've chosen the right name for it by the on steroids bit um it's it is a bit about the photographic techniques and and, and you know that, that was still very important but it was obviously taking it to the next level and than what you can cover in the day's workshop um but what it's also about is photography as a business yes yeah and you know it's the whole aspect about getting yourself out there getting yourself set up to you know be a, a photographer be it i mean i know on, on the uh, the sessions i was on we had a, a lady from scotland who was a brilliant absolutely brilliant pet photographer um uh, a gentleman from down london who was mainly boudoir and portraiture 
and he, he did well on that front. And um, another lady similar to myself who did more like uh, people portrait uh, people portraits for you know families or children or right. uh, yeah. nostalgic stuff, and she loved like myself to do the post processing. But what Damien okay. was doing was uh, helping us to think about what our you know our, our target clients are, what what they really want, and what what's in it for them, and uh, then to try and sort of monetize that in some way. So you're still doing what you love. Yeah, but you're giving people something which they can cherish, and yeah. it's different. You know, the, the guy who shoots sports gives his clients one thing, which is totally different to what myself and some of the other people were. I mean, for me, it, it's nostalgia, it's memories. Um, yes, yeah, and it's a you know, it's a keepsake for a family, maybe. I, ideally, ideally for me, I'd love someone to just say, and that this happened a couple of times where. They, they wanted printing quite big, so not just yes, desk yeah. stuff. I had quite a lot of desk uh, prints done, but they want to print it and put it on the wall and get yeah, it framed. Yeah. And, and I, I mentioned about that landscape way back when, when they, my friend's parents got it framed on the wall. That, for me, kind of makes me feel really proud. Mm, yeah. and, and, and for them, you know, it's a case of having a picture of their... I mean, I've started to do like uh, children's fairy shoots. So I've got yes. this beautiful backdrop. I've used once or twice in this studio in the past, uh, which is a beautiful wooded backdrop. And you know, I've got that um, uh, that sort of green lawn. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I use that. And uh, Wendy's done a lot of styling. You know, we've got rocks and fairy gates and all this stuff. And uh, Wendy's got all the outfits and the, the fairy wings. And I've been practicing getting better on my post-processing in and around that genre mm, um, yeah. and you know i just love the someone today yeah okay once we get out of all this covid restrictions you know can you take a picture of my daughter and her friends or you know all done up in fairy outfits and wings and, <laughs> and then you know get it printed on the you know either paper or canvas and put up on the wall and yeah absolutely I, yeah that, that yeah. makes me feel quite proud so so yeah. yeah i think the working with damien kind of gave me the the confidence to start pushing that a little bit more because it's something i feel you know i've, I've got the right ability to do it from a photographic and post-processing and all that sort of way but yeah. you know i didn't feel i quite got the uh, the confidence to to really make a, a go of it from a business point of view mm. but, you know i, I think as you say, a lot of it is just that confidence and yes, yeah. taking that next step. I think that's what a lot of photography is about these days. In you know the types of pictures you take, be it in the genres, be it in the lighting, be it in the post-processing, be it in the doing stuff as a business and selling stuff to people who want to, to get your images. Uh, all those things are just different ways of pushing yourself a little bit more. And, and that's what I think you're working with the uh, Damien and the, the team there has really helped me on the business side and the right. ma is kind of helping me more on the artistic side oh, and okay the, the yeah. research side of it so you know that games pursuit we did i probably did about about eight hours in the library at uh, mmu doing research on that mm, yeah and that yeah. translated into the outfits and the accessories which wendy was putting together yeah translated into the hair and the makeup and you know it, it's just I mean, the whole team, you know, uh, you know Roxy doing the hair and makeup and Kinsey and 
uh, Wendy, uh, you know, and, and Alex doing the modeling. We got such a buzz when people were sort of saying, oh God, this is fantastic. It's like the best you know, Gainsborough shoot or old master shoot we've ever done. And yeah. I, I, I kind of like, well, yeah, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Uh, can I ask you, Steve, to let people know where they can actually see more of your work? Uh, certainly, Kevin. I mean, uh, probably the best bet is to, or you mentioned Purpleport. I'm Steve Haywood on Purpleport, so you can find me there. Uh, most people, if you're not on Purpleport, tend to have things like Facebook or Instagram. And I'm Steve Haywood Photography on Facebook and on Instagram. And both of those got links through to my website. And of course, you'll always be able to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Creatives Photography as well, which is at the uh, site for our studio in Manchester, which uh, Kevin, myself and Dimitri share. I'll be putting all those links in the show notes. If uh, So if you didn't take a note of them, you'll be able to find them in there. Uh, but all I've got to say is thank you very much for joining me today, Steve. And we'll no doubt speak to you again soon. I hope so. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to the Creatives Photography Podcast. For more information about us, visit our website at creatives.photography. And don't forget to subscribe. Once again, thank you for listening and have a great day. 